following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Dorn Mayhew. They're one of the world's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. And Josh and his team are based in downtown Grand Rapids at the Dorn Mayhew West Michigan office. Thursdays on The Huge Show are presented by Dorn Mayhew. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for The Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, The Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Thursday journey on the only show willing to tell like it is. We're all about huge opinions, big name guests. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Alan True, he's with 24-7 Sports, Midwest Recruiting Insider. He was just on the Big Ten Network yesterday. We'll do a recap on the in-state signees from the Upper Peninsula to the Lower Peninsula, Detroit Metro, West Side, Midland Bay City, Saginaw, Flint, Lansing. We'll touch on all the schools and all the kids. Then we're going to bring in David Gregory, Bullrush Sports, NFLPA Certified Agent, A lot of legal stories right now connected to the future of NCAA sports. Gregory will break it down with us. And then we'll end the broadcast with Lomas Brown, our final weekly segment of the season. We were hoping there would have been one more next Thursday if the Lions would have made it to the Super Bowl. But Lomas and Josh Garvey from Dorn Mayhew, one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms, will join me. In the final hour, uh, we'll get down in a moment. We did get the Pistons trading Bojo and Burks. Uh, are they rebuilding again? Are the Pistons rebuilding again? Is that it? People are like, oh, those guys are part of the future plan. I'm like, what's the plan? They're going backwards. Oh, well, Monty needs his guys. Really? Who's buying that? My God. That was the old school Lions blueprint. We're going to rebuild. We're going to need three or four years. No. I, I, I Tell me what the plan is. It's all I want to know. That's it. Simple and easy. Speaking of hoops, there was a shocker last night at Chrysler. Michigan beat number 11 Wisconsin. I couldn't believe that. I wasn't even watching it. And at halftime, I saw Ballas' tweet, and I'm like, oh, I forgot they're playing. Look, I hardly watch Michigan or the Pistons. And I'm like, okay, I better watch this. I start watching it, and I'm like, I'm waiting for Al Michaels to show up from Lake Placid. Do you believe in miracles? Yes. And they, it looked like they were going to blow it at the end, and they held on. I say give Juwan Howard a 14-year deal at $10 million per. Just when you're ready to write them off, they win. Now, again, to make the NCAA tournament, I think they need to win out or win the Big Ten tournament. But for 
the Michigan basketball fan. It was a glorious evening, their best win of the season, and one of the biggest for Juwan ever at home at Chrysler over number 11. Uh, Wisconsin, you can comment on that game. I'd love for somebody to tell me the Pistons' rebuilding blueprint. Uh, This is rebuilding phase number 3,780. Uh, drop that one, 866-838-4843. That's one, 866-838-HUGE. It's on the Mercantile Bank listener line at HUGE Show on Twitter, the HUGE Show on Facebook. Lomas, Josh, and myself at the end of the show will make our Super Bowl predictions. I'm sick to my stomach. I've heard so much about Brock Purdy. I just, and I'm picking the Niners to win. I hope after Sunday, because that would have been the day that the Lions were in Vegas, that I'll I'll be able to cleanse my broken heart and soul. That the season is behind us. There's no more pro football flag games or tug of wars because I really get excited about NFL players doing tug of war. It just really is the cutting edge carnival games. What what next? Uh, Here we got some milk uh, jugs. Uh, Aiden, can you knock down three? If you get that third one, you got the big giraffe up on the wall. I hope I can just put the past behind me. Because I could be insufferable every day talking about what could have been. That used to be the case when you're like 19, 20, 21, you got dumped by the girl you loved. It was a good year telling everybody you know repeat stories about the girl you loved who dumped you. And then you moved on. But I'll say it'll be a good year until they kick off. Next season. Yesterday was busy. Busier than normal. And I sent out a huge opinion tweet and post that in the state of Michigan, and especially West Michigan, in my 22 plus years doing the huge show, that the growth of signing day in terms of numbers of kids from this state who are signing on to play college football at all levels and even college sports beyond football, but we'll focus on college football, it's growing. I don't have data analytics, but, you know, the signing day, one, which used to be that first week in February every year, now you have the two signing days, and you have transfer portal days and periods. But I was going through the list yesterday, because I like to give shout-outs on air, state of Michigan, you know, we're in the UP, uh, we're all across the state, and families love to hear the name of their Son, grandson, nephew, niece, daughter, whatever. And I I was compiling all day yesterday kids who played high school football this past fall in the state of Michigan who have signed on at any level, okay, whether it's JUCO, NAIA, D3, D2, FCS, D1. It's big. And the thing that stuck out to me, was the west side of the state in this West Michigan area on on how many kids now are moving on to play college football. And Alan True, like I mentioned, he was on the Big Ten Network signing day two coverage yesterday like he was with signing day one. He handles the Midwest uh, for 24-7. And uh, Alan, I know you live here in West Michigan. Am I off base in saying that there's a a growth in the number of kids who play high school football who now are moving on to play college football at all levels? No, I don't don't think you're wrong at all. Um, 
there is an uptick. And I, I think there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, I do think that the state and the area, uh, West Michigan, are getting more respect as far as producing talent. I also think that there are some programs that have emerged, right? Like Lawrence Tech didn't have football not too long ago. Davenport is a new program. You know, they signed 48 kids yesterday. So, I mean, that, that's helped numbers, too, is having... Are, there, are those programs. COVID year numbers catching up now that the COVID year is checking off for kids? I don't think so. You know, Davenport signed some big classes in the past. Obviously, they were trying to build a program, and so they needed to fill numbers. Um, and then now I think there's a big influx there of, of talent, as both transfers and high school kids. Um, so I, th- I think that's just a matter of trying to get as much talent onto that campus as they can. But I think, I think that certainly helped the opportunities for kids around the state when you have those programs coming in. The D2 in terms of scholarship limits, do they follow what, – what's the difference between limits for D1, uh, FCS, D2, NAI? Yeah, so um, – I think it was, I think at D2, it's 39 scholarships that have to get divided. divided. Yep. And so it's a little bit like you work with a cap in some ways and you're trying to figure out who gets what. Based on your estimated skill projections of that player, right? Right. So that's one thing that they've always, you know, when I've heard some of these schools come around and offer at the D2 level, you know, they they try to educate the kids on when, when you get a D2 offer, it's important to ask. Well, what am I being offered? Because it's not the same as, you know, you're just getting a full ride. You should know. Usually they'll talk amount um, and what's covered within that. And usually they'll talk amount. They'll look at your family's financial structure, what financial aid, your GPA, where you could get some academic scholarships that offset the football scholarship. Am I right there? Yeah, and there's other kinds of aid. You know, they usually try to pull different things together to help you out as much as they can. But uh, that's, that's where recruiting is a little bit different. The D2 level, the D1 level is, in D2, there's a lot more of those logistics they have to talk through when they offer you. And D1 is pretty much full ride or preferred walk-on, Yeah, they, right? can't, they can't do partial, so they have to. So D1 can't give you, yeah, split it up, right? No, so it's, it's all or nothing. And preferred walk-on means you're paying your own way, right? You're paying your own way, but you don't have to go. I mean, they do have general student body tryouts. With a preferred walk on there telling you, we, you've bypassed that. You're on the team, you have a spot, show up the first day of practice, but you have to pay your own money. And that's where kids who are academically inclined can go get an academic scholarship or financial aid and know that they have it covered, whether you're going to Michigan or CMU, Eastern, Western, or any school, and you're going to be a preferred walk on with no pressure, right? And I do think a lot of those kids, I mean, most now, most of the time, those preferred walk ons have scholarship opportunities elsewhere like a good number of michigan states preferred walk-ons could have taken a full ride somewhere else they chose to bet on themselves so to speak and see if they can earn the scholarship at michigan state and i do think that when schools say you can come in and earn a scholarship a lot of them mean it they get a nice little viral clip out of it usually you see all those videos of a walk-on getting a scholarship it's a cool moment and and at michigan state at least you have a head coach who was a walk-on himself who ended up being a starter in jonathan smith so i think he gets it yeah, and I, I saw like state had uh, eight preferred walk-ons, and five of them were offered scholarships. Right? Yeah, yeah, one was at least committed. The kid, Kyler Brunin from Traverse City West, was committed to Army, and um, decided against it to go walk on at state, and that's worked out. And you know, Kenny Wilkes walk on um, at Michigan. You had the Glasgow brothers walk-ons. I mean, I can go on and on. That's a cool story. And Kenny Willick has actually began 
his journey from North Point Christian and uh, Mark Ennis and the crew and Brian Paulson and the guys from Power Strength. Him and Jared Valdir were kind of the early uh, guys involved in Power Strength football players who both went on to play in the NFL and Power Strength now growing with four places. That See, football doesn't have travel like the other sports do, right? Soccer, basketball, baseball, volleyball, hockey. We can go down the list. So the most important separator, I think, and you see it, would be the offseason for these kids. And that offseason is strength and conditioning beyond their teams at these places like Power Strength and Grand Rapids and every place, every city has multiple locations. It's also personal one-on-one training. And then you get to the seven-on-sevens and the camps and these things that are going on out of season. So there is no club I think that is a true benefit for high school football. Yeah, and football is obviously such a physical game, and you're dealing with teenagers who are still growing into their bodies. And so, what are you doing with that? And you're learning to you're learning to work like you will have to in a college strength and conditioning program, right? That's a huge part of it when you get to college. And now things are you don't just show up in college anymore, and it's like we'll mold you now. You have to kind of keep up, and kids are training year round. And even kids who play other sports, which is heavily encouraged, by the way, by everybody speaking on the subject, including all the college coaches that would be recruiting you. They tell you play other sports, but there's kids who are working out in the morning, doing football workouts, working out for co- football coaches who come in during the school day and then playing basketball in the evening still. I mean, it's, it's they're extremely busy. Yeah. I, I, when parents ask me about my son Ace and what was the turning point for him, I tell them one, uh, power strength you know, speed and fitness, right? Two, that he has to have the drive and desire, he or she, depending on your sport, that you want to wake up at six and go work on snapping the ball. Uh, You want to work on uh, your stances. You then go to your lift class in hour one. You go to power strength three times a week. You'll hit some of these lineman camps or the weekend camps around the state or in the Midwest. Uh, yeah, he throws shot, throws discus, but does that, I think, more for just to be around uh, the guys and girls at school in the spring. And it's really, when you get to the age of 15, 16, 17, Alan, I think it's about the inner drive of the kid. The parents can only do so much. If, you're, if your child isn't driven to want to chase playing football or any sport at the college level, I think it's impossible for the parents to push them. Correct. And I think it's, you know, we say, you, you do you play a sport as in it's play, but it's not, right? It's you're dedicating yourself. And it's, it's not for everybody. When you get to college, you got to go to class. You got to get up early. You got to go to film. You got to go to study hall. You got to practice. You got to go, to, you got to travel to games. You, there's a lot of dedication that goes into it. There's benefits to it. But that kind of lifestyle and schedule isn't for everybody. So I think now with the high school schedules adapting to that, you figure out a lot quicker if you think that's for you. Some people are just meant to go to school and be students. So from your business side, which is 24-7 Midwest high school football recruiting uh, insider, what would be your advice to any parent listening across Michigan right now where they're like, you know, my eighth, ninth grade son I think he has a future in football. And it's tough to the eyes of parents, reality and what is there. What What's your advice on not the perfect path, but the right path? Yeah, so 
my my first advice is always I get to ask this question a lot is I go to swimming. When you swim and you're in a race, they, you just swim straight ahead and you don't look into the other lanes to see where you are compared because you'll slow down and you'll get past. Just swim as fast as you can until you hit the wall and then see what your time is, right? And that's, I think you get with social media and everything these days, it gets really tempting to look over and say, well, that person's got that offer and that's got that offer. I beat that guy. We beat that team. Why does he? And if you, you start thinking yourself into circles and it makes the process frustrating, the process is supposed to be at least somewhat enjoyable. And I think a lot of parents get frustrated and confused because they're always looking at what's going on with other people's recruiting. Recruiting happens at different times for different kids because kids grow differently. Some kids are, there's six, six, 280 pound freshmen out there. At the same time, there's some five, 340 pound freshman that's going to hit a growth spurt and play division one football. So if that's your kid, you go about it differently than the kid who's six, six at 12. So let your kid's body and game and growth dictate where his recruiting goes. And it's not going to be like the kid that maybe lines up next to him on his own team. Yeah, you're right, and because everyone doesn't have a body clock that follows the same, not at all, the same time frame. There's and, some there's some kid who's a junior right now who may not have even put on a helmet yet, who will come out to football in the spring and be a power five player. It happens every year. There's some kid who doesn't even know it yet who's going to get talked into playing football and end up with a scholarship. But at uh, like I said, uh, at the end of the day, it has to be that kid having the drive, boy or girl, for whatever sport they play to want to go do it because you have to put in the time, especially football. The off the off season, Joe Schwander, head football coach at Ada Forest Hills Eastern, said at the team banquet in November, he says, when we look at this highlight film, the one thing you're not going to see that you will notice, you'll be able to tell what guys put in the offseason work. You will see it. All of you know it. Teammates, you know the guy next to you who worked hard. Parents, you know if your kid worked hard. It was really a, a cool little mini speech that talked about the importance of the offseason, right? Well, look at NFL players. I mean, they'll leave somewhere to train. They hire nutritionists. They hire psychologists. They hire yoga instructors. And these are the best in the world. These are the most talented people on the planet at playing this game. And they're using the offseason in a variety of ways. So that trickles down, and I think that... So those are the things you have to do if you want to be recruited. Not everybody can get recruited. It's a privilege. And in order to earn that, I mean, you have to earn it. It's not just, it doesn't just fall out of the sky. Now there might be, I think there are isolated examples where that happened. Talent is a great equalizer. If you just happen to be super gifted and big and all of those things, but then maybe you don't, you can rest on your laurels a little bit, right? But even that'll eventually catch up to that kid. So I think too many times people are, like I said, looking at other examples and saying, well, that person doesn't train. That person doesn't play basketball. That person doesn't. Well, there's going to be two, there's 2000 kids that play division one football. Um, They didn't all get there the same way. So from yesterday's uh, signing, which really favored more uh, D2 schools, smaller schools, uh, the D1 schools signing day one for the power four and even the pack two is a big day. We'll start with, uh, state of Michigan kids, uh, last second, whether it was signed in-state or out-of-state, what was some of the movement yesterday that caught your eye, Alan? Yeah, so we should start in West Michigan with Maxwell Richardson from Forest Hills Central reclassifying into the 2024 class. He was committed to them as a junior, made the decision to reclassify and is going to join them 
as a member of the 2024 class. So, um, and that's a little bit more common. There was another kid from Wisconsin. So he graduated he, high school early. Yeah, he's a four. He's a well over four O student. I've always wondered how did he get over four O? Because to me, it was like all A's was four. Is it the extra classes? I think you it's take? extra credit. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered that. So yeah, Maxwell and and also Forest Hill Central. The coach is gone. The team won the state title. You leave on top, and you wanted to go chase your college dream, but he he's staying with Stanford, he's, right? Yep. He's staying there. Um, good situation for him. A lot, like you said yesterday, is a lot about the D twos. I thought uh, it, it was spread all around. You know, I thought every school in the GLIAC had some notable signees. Um, Miguel Batello, really good offensive lineman from Muskegon, who had some MAC offers. He goes to Michigan Tech. I thought that was a great pickup for them. Ferris signs a, a boatload of Belleville guys. Several of them were uh, Division One or even Power Five recruits early in their career. In some cases. Um, they picked those guys up. Davenport, I thought, had a good class. And I tell you, the most interesting guy in the whole group might be Dwan Mathis, who is a transfer quarterback coming in from Temple. But he spent time, he was committed to Ohio State in high school for a time. He started some games. He started the spring at Georgia for sure. And he's coming to Davenport. Wow. Sparky McEwen, I'll say this, and no one... Sparky from the old school days at Grand Rapids Creston, and he's a head coach at Davenport. That that guy's a good recruiter, and even my son Ace uh, remarked about how he like he went with Braden Okay, who committed to Hillsdale out of Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern. He signed on yesterday. He went with Braden to one of the visits and liked the campus. You know, I, again, things that kids kind of say and see on their own. And Sparky can recruit. I'll, I'll tell you, man. Sparky, Tony, these, even across the GLIAC, uh, it's obviously the top D2 conference in America when it comes to football and even other sports. But you have solid recruiters. You do. And then the same with Grand Valley. You know, yeah. they, they're, I looked at their defensive line class yesterday. I think you know, a lot of MAC schools would be perfectly happy if you gave them Grand Valley's defensive line class that they signed yesterday. So well, look at them. They're drawing over 100,000 fans in Allendale, right? And and they got Cam Van Sokoma from Grand Rapids South Christian. They, Jake Vermas, I know you've seen him. And I watched him the other night in basketball out of Grand Rapids South Christian. I'm telling you, the dude is just a winner. Things that aren't measured at a combine, at a camp, maybe not even measured on film, is the heart of a champion, and all Vermas does is win. And maybe because he has a four five five four six and not a four four, he wasn't getting the D one looks. But man, I, I think Grand Valley got a good one, and D one schools missed out on somebody with Vermas. But that's the kind of guy that that program's been built on, going back to when Brian Kelly, yeah, David was Kirkus, those, remember that's, him? That's yeah. absolutely. Um, and and then the last thing. You know, Jaden Walker, a kid from down in uh, Portage at Portage Northern, was committed to Michigan State. He flipped to USC yesterday, and I think that's a it's a subtle little. USC's coming into the Big Ten; they're coming out this way a little bit more. They have two commits from the state of Michigan. You might see that a little bit more. Um, And I know they needed linebackers, but I thought that was an interesting signing day flip. Is a, a kid from Portage who's committed to Michigan State going out to USC? Well, think about it now from Big Ten. Uh, recruiting perspectives that UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington now are going to come hit the Midwest. 
you know, and you handle Midwest recruiting for 24-7, that it already was competitive because the SEC will come into the Midwest, right? Uh, look at LSU with Bryce Underwood, yeah. right? Is that, and now you had those four just in conference. You're going to have recruiting wars for decades. It's going to be a battle. Now, I'll say this. USC has occasionally dipped out here. Nick Perry from Detroit, Ronald Johnson from Muskegon. From Muskegon. Yeah. Yeah. They've come out here before. But this feels a little bit different. UCLA had the kid, the quarterback from... Uh, Detroit. Yeah, right? Dante Moore. Well, he's now at Oregon. Right, yeah. You know, UCLA flipped a West Bloomfield kid who was committed to Northwestern in this cycle. So you're seeing that. And I think for those kids, they can feel more comfortable making that decision knowing well, we're going to play closer to home several games a year. I think that, you know, that's been that's been talked about with those kids. His name is Alan True, 24-7 Sports Midwest High School Football Recruiting Analyst, insider, joining us in studio yesterday. He was on uh, the Big Ten Network. Who else from the state of Michigan uh, had the D2 schools, whether it was in even Northwood, and you're looking at Hillsdale, like I mentioned, getting Braden Mulcahy, the lineman out of eight of four Hills Eastern. Uh, who are some other state of Michigan kids that either stayed in state or went out of state uh, that caught your eye yesterday on signing day? Yeah, we didn't touch on Saginaw Valley's class. I actually think they have a really good class. A uh, local kid named Ty Robertson from Saginaw Heritage uh, plays running back at 6'3", 220 pounds, just a massive... 6'3", uh, 225? And, wow. he, and he plays plays running back. And he might be a defensive lineman, has good defensive tape. He might play running back, too. A uh, kid named Joey Debrinkett from Lake Orion who had a really, really good senior season um they they picked him up they had uh they got uh, destin piggy out of muskegon i liked him super muskegon. fast wow, he's quick. slippery um so they're they're adding him i thought those schools did a did a real so uh, you know up up and down the state i thought the gliac did a really good job some ivy league schools came out here penn uh picked up aiden bergen linebacker from detroit country day um, Cornell came out here and got a kid, uh, Kandakai Sherman, a defensive back from De La Salle. You see the academies out here, more and more, several kids going to Air Force and Army and Navy. And so it's really cool to see it spread around as much as it is now. There's, it's, not just, uh, it's not just the in-state schools anymore. And speaking of in-state, uh, in, the, in the state of Michigan, whether it's in-state schools or the outside schools we've talked about, how long have you been with uh, 24-7? Well, been with, I was with Scout since 2004, and then 24-7, we merged. So you could really 20 years, say I've been right? doing it. Yeah. 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 Uh, your perspective on the quality of talent, I know we touched on it to start this conversation, this segment. We have one more with Alan True from 24-7 Sports, Midwest High School Football Recruiting Insider, joining us in studio. How, how much better is high school football collectively across the state than it was when you started? I think it's much better. When I started, Ohio was considered the premier state in the Midwest, and then there was a considerable drop-off. In this time, I think Michigan has has really caught up. And I think you see that when they, they play some crossover games and teams from Michigan either hang with or beat some of the top teams in Ohio. And I think along with that, the talent is getting recruited at a higher level and to a greater number, to your point. A lot of reasons for that. I think off-season training is huge. You talked about power strength. The other side of the state, you have the Max X program, you have Rising Stars, you have Legacy, 
in Brighton. There's so many more opportunities for these kids now to do things in the offseason. None of those programs existed when I started doing the job. Some of those things were happening a little bit in Illinois and other states and definitely were happening out west and in the southeast. Now you've got them here. I think it took time for them to build the facilities, obviously with winter to contend with. But uh, I think that that has, has led to... And then when you look at the NFL numbers, Michigan's always one of the top 10 to 15 states of number of play, players from that state on an NFL roster. And some of those guys weren't heavily recruited. I remember Bart Scott was like, how did everybody miss that guy? Sauce Gardner right now. How did everybody miss that guy? And it's emboldened coaches to look deeper in the state of Michigan. So as those guys have had success, it's paved the way for more kids in the state. Where does the state of Michigan rank then in the Midwest in terms of the Big Ten states, would you say? California, obviously, now would be big. I get that. But in terms of Midwest, where would Michigan rank up against Ohio? I think Michigan has an argument for number one. In terms of numbers, Ohio might still edge Michigan. But the best talent for high school football, the state of Michigan, close to it. I think D1 signees, those are definitely the top two. Now, I will say this. Ohio has a lot of max schools and Michigan has three max schools. So that helps drive the numbers up when those schools are recruiting in state talent, but they wouldn't just take that in state talent if it wasn't there. I don't think there's after that, you know, I think Illinois, there's good talent there. And then the other Midwest states, Wisconsin, Iowa, they'll have some talent on the top end, but in terms of depth and numbers and quality, you know, it's Ohio and Michigan still are the top two, I think. All right. Alan true in studio, uh, 24 seven sports. He is a Midwest uh, high school football recruiting insider, also on the Big Ten Network yesterday on signing day in studio today. We'll talk about 2025, look ahead to a year from now. Something I always ask you on who will be the most coveted recruits in the state of Michigan. If you have a high school football comment or question about the state, you can drop it at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. From St. Joseph to Midland. This show is huge. Get everything you need for the big game with just one stop at Meyer. Kick off the party with buy one fresh from Meyer family pack chicken wings for $2.99 per pound and get one Frederick's by Meyer wing sauce free. Pick up extra large avocados for 99 cents each. Meyer party size chips for $2.99 and buy one get one 40% off Meyer meatballs. Plus, DiGiorno pizza is just $4.99. Everything for the big game is easy to get with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusion supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for Flying Ace Craft Spirits. You can chart your own course with small batch American-made whiskeys. And also, they're connected to Folds of Honor here in Michigan, providing four scholarships this year through Flying Ace Craft Spirits to the children of men and women injured or killed in combat. Look for Flying Ace Craft Spirits and that small batch American-made whiskeys in different flavors at local stores or ask for it at your local pub, bar, or restaurant. Fly and Ace exists at the intersection of independence and precision. They distill fine spirits for mavericks, the adventurous, the cunning, and the bold. You can find out more and also order online if you're 21 and up at flyingaspirits.com or look for it in stores all across Michigan or at your local bar, pub, or restaurant. 
Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn Com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. 19 radio stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. They're the free stream. Happens weekdays, 3 until 6. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. We'll have one final segment here with Alan True. He's a high school football insider for the Midwest for 24-7 sports. Top of the hour, David Gregory. He is a West Michigan-based NFL PA certified sports agent with Bull Rush Sports. A lot going on this Big Ten SEC alliance. Unionizing players, payment plans for college athletes. We'll touch on all of that and more. And then we'll end the show with Lomas Brown, Josh Garvey, Josh managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Lomas, the former Lion. Look back at the Lions season. Look ahead to this fall and also our Super Bowl predictions right now. One final segment with Alan True. Talking high school football recruiting in the state of Michigan. So a year from now, Alan, uh, when we have you back in studio for our annual day after signing day hours, uh, obviously Bryce Underwood, who is getting a mega deal from Brian Kelly and LSU as the top player in the 2025 class. Who are some other standouts uh, on your 24-7 list? Yes. So um, after him, top five in the state, Xavier Newsom is two defensive end from Detroit King. Um, three is Avery Gatch, offensive lineman from Birmingham Groves. Outstanding. I mean, that's going to be a probably a Michigan, Michigan State, maybe Ohio State, Penn State battle. Wisconsin's in there, so he's he's got a lot of options. He's got Georgia, he's got Alabama, he's got them all. Really, but I think he'll I think he'll likely end up in the Big Ten, but he's given those SEC schools a look. Uh, number four is Howell defensive lineman Bobby Kanka, already committed. To Michigan, his dad is in the uh, Northwood Sports Hall of Fame, played uh, for the Lions and the Steelers a little bit. So Bobby's following in his footsteps. Five is Desmond Stratton, defensive back from Roseville. He just visited Michigan State last weekend and uh, has an offer from them. Outside of that, 
uh, Darren Stray at Pawpaw, big offensive tackle, 6'7", 285. What are they doing in Pawpaw? They've been cranking out some linemen, haven't they? They have been. There's several in a row now, including Carson Barnhart, who's going to get drafted uh, likely in the spring. So good players all across the state, middle of the state. East Lansing's got a running back, Jace Clarizio. Really, really good player. Obviously, Michigan State's right there, so they've been involved with him, but he's got you know, USC came in and offered him. USC again. Again. We talked about that in the first segment. Yep. They offered him Orchard Lake St. Mary's as, I think, four or five uh, high-level prospects. Muskegon's got a couple of linemen, uh, Jim Harris, Nakai Wynn. And uh, Nakai Wynn is a stud. Super athletic. Wow, he's good. Yep. And uh, they do a great job coaching him. GR Catholic Central uh, wide receiver, Jamie Williams, you know, his brother, Jace, was an outstanding player. They didn't throw to Jamie this year hardly at all, did not, they? Because Dixon, who went to Grand Valley, uh, Kellen Russell Dixon, yep. was so good. But that Williams kid looks like a D1 receiver. Yeah, super athletic, um, great ball skills. His brother um, signed with Miami, Ohio, out of high school. So I mean, there's, there's, we have, I think we've got 40 or approaching 50 Kids in the state now with uh, offers in that 2025 class. It's going to be another deep class. Yeah, it is. And again, that's just part of what we began our conversation with, talking about the growth in high school football talent playing at the next level. And now they have so many options from JUCO to NAIA schools to the GLIAC, which is there a better top-to-bottom D2 conference in America than the GLIAC? No. I mean... I think you put, you look at some of the teams that didn't make the playoffs this year, you put Saginaw in another region, and they make the playoffs for sure. Maybe you, know, you look at Davenport, who had a tough end to their schedule, but now getting a D1 quarterback from Temple, who at one time won the job at Georgia, and Sparky now has him at Davenport. Wow. It's it's only going to be, I mean, the, the GLIAC recruiting, as we've just talked about in the last segment, it's that's become an arms race now. I mean, I can rattle off guys with, Division one offers, power five offers, and even guys like that who are transferring back who went to every, like almost every GLAC school got one of those guys. So what about NIL and the transfer portal? Our final thoughts here. And Alan True from 24-7 Sports Midwest High School Football recruited insider in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Has the transfer portal and NIL helped college football at all levels or hurt it? What do you think? I think with NIL, it remains to be seen. So it's good for the players, obviously. Um, it's changed recruiting. I don't know that the coaches love recruiting with that and, and having to retain their own roster. So I think we'll figure that out. But there's no doubt it's a factor. Now, it's a factor when we talk about Bryce Underwood. It's a factor when we talk about Dante Moore. For most of the guys we talked about on this show, it's not at all a factor. Well, so, what Underwood get? Any any story about the amount of money he got to go to LSU? We, I don't have a figure. I, I just know it's... A lot. It's a lot. It was it. It was enough, <laughs> and, so. and I think the transfer portal has helped. And David Gregory, NFLPA certified sports agent based in West Michigan for Bull Rush Sports, will join us top of the hour. That it's enabled a guy that goes to Michigan Tech, and if he's good for a couple of years and helps Michigan Tech win, maybe three years, he can go play two years at a you portal up, and vice versa. We mentioned the Temple quarterback coming to Davenport. You portaled down. Yeah, so I think it's good for the player. It's not always good for a school like Northern Michigan, so we'll figure that out. I do think that the portal not affecting recruiting anymore, high school recruiting anymore, as much as it's 
been stated. I think I said this on the first show. Toledo ends up with 25 in this class. Western Michigan ends up with 24 in this class. Miami, Ohio, 22 at the top of the max. When people say max schools are taking less, G5 schools are taking less high school kids because of the portal. I think that's no longer true. And I think it goes back to how we began our hour, that the talent has risen to all-time highs in the state of Michigan at high school football programs, and that in turn leads to state schools and other schools enjoying uh, grabbing talent out of our state. Alan True, always good stuff. The hour flies by. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Always the last thing I have to do before I go on vacation. So All right, enjoy your me. vacation. I appreciate it. All right, Alan True from 24-7 Sports. Midwest High School Football Recruiting Insider joining us on this Thursday edition of the Huge Show Across Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. There's a new player in town. Hi, I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver, and I'm talking about Eagle Casino and Sports, the real money mobile casino. It's so easy to play. You can go from wager to winner to wallet, just like that. Sign up now and we'll match your deposit up to $1,500. Or you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Great shot. Get ready for a fantastic season of golf at the West Michigan Golf Show. Look for amazing deals on the newest equipment and apparel. Discover local courses and golf getaways throughout Michigan and the U.S. Play the hole-out challenge, closest to pin contest, and $10,000 long putt. Junior golfers get in free and play the family fun zone. The Golf Show, coming February 9 through 11, DeVos Place, Grand Rapids. Special price Friday tickets at westmichigangolfshow.com. Huge here with a reminder that Friday, 3 until 6, I'll be broadcasting live for the West Michigan Golf Show at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Make sure you stop by the Long Drive Simulator, hosted by Event Swings, powered by SureBet. And whoever can beat my drive and has the longest one will win an overnight stay for four, 36 holes of golf, and a Taco Tuesday dinner at Tullymore in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Take your Long Drive Swing at the Long Drive Simulator, hosted by Event Swings, powered by SureBet. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now they have a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook is inviting new customers to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. You then can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, you can get in on the same game parlays. Everyone's got a shot at even bigger wins for Super Bowl 58. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets for Super Bowl 58. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Sign up with code HUGE to take advantage of this super offer. 
The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Final segment here, Hour 1 on a Thursday broadcast. Alan True actually with us for 40 more seconds. Uh, He told me something just when we went to break that in the college football recruiting rankings, Ferris State finished 143rd. That's in front of a ton of D1 schools in this latest class. A couple academies uh, right in front of Navy. Air Air Force. In front of Air Force. Stephen F. Austin. When we talked about it. New Mexico State, Idaho, Ferris State, Tony Neese and his staff, 143rd out of all colleges in the country, correct? Well, yeah. And look at some of the offer lists of some of the kids they signed. That's amazing. Unbelievable. 24-7, everything you need with the show is free at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge. 